Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very much. Ace, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you very much. Appreciate y'all. And we're ready to go back to the phone lines, ready to get this program back up and up and running. I have to go out to my car. And so I will now try to collect my breath here. Um, if I can help you with the plant question, give us a call. We still have that line open. And the number is 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. So give us a call. The um, most asked question I have had this week is, Neil, is this going to come out? And it's usually the oaks, the live oaks. And as I mentioned, um, the arborists and the foresters in Texas that I have talked to, the four that I polled uh, on Thursday and Friday, spent several hours talking to them and writing and doing research online uh, with the uh, various websites, all say, yep, they're going to, just sit tight. If there were some that went into the uh, cold spell in February in less than ideal condition, maybe they were uh, damaged for some other reason with decay or with uh, drought damage or recently transplanted or something of that sort, then maybe those don't make it, but most are going to make it. So just sit tight. Don't be so anxious to take things out and to cut things back and to do things. So that's that's the, the mantra of the day is just be patient. Patience is a virtue. Smaller the plant, the uh, the more quickly it responds to damage. And so some of the smaller plants showed the damage more quickly and uh, then others, um, like the big trees, are showing it, uh, uh, if there is damage, they're, they're uh, showing it more slowly, but most of them are going to be just fine, so just be patient. So that's the, that's the thought. All right, let's see, I need to do a quick ad, and then we will go right to the phones. My hope is that I can help you with the plant question. Lines are all filled now. Thank you for that. Sunburst shutters. If you are interested in making a beautiful change in the look of your home, you will contact the folks at Sunburst Shutters and let them come to your home and bring samples of their products. Now, they have in their, in their, uh, uh, they have a showroom right there in their factory. It's an industrial uh, park where they have their factory. And that's uh, where I met them the first time, and I said, you know what, I think we need to see these in our windows. Have you come out and, and show us what they would look like in our windows? And that's what they're happy to do for you. That's their, their normal sales call is to bring samples to your home, hold them up in your windows, sunburst shutters. These are made of polywood, polywood, P-O-L-Y. Polywood is a man-made material proprietary to sunburst shutters. They are the company that has access to it. It doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. These are plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, or four-and-a-half-inch louver size. The larger the louver, the fewer lines you see when you open them. And so they start out at two-and-a-half-inch, which is a big louver, and they go all the way up to great big four-and-a-half-inch louvers. And those are just spectacular when you open those up and you can see across your pool or your patio or maybe if you're in a rural area out into the woods or across a hillside they're just glorious and we have sunburst shutters at our home and and we can see out into our landscape and beyond that they are highly energy efficient they they are so much better than wood shutters plus as i say they don't crack or warp or split or peel they're color fast white or off-white they can be stained it's a faux stain that they can apply they are custom fit to any opening in your house even unusually shaped openings so let them come out and take a look and show you what they can do. They're masters at what they do. Sunburst Shutters, also serving Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Weber Grill products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. 
What a wonderful friend. He is one of the leaders of the Ace Hardware team, and I am grateful for J.J. and for that whole team that sponsors both hours uh, of my program here, so thank you. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. As we promised, we have Brett in Whitney. Brett, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. I just first want to say I enjoy your books, your show, and your weekly newsletter. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Now, now for the questions. Yes, sir. And, uh, I've got problems with both crepe myrtles, or maybe I have, and uh, and some Texas purple sage. Let's start with the sage. I've got some that are just showing nothing at all, and others are just showing areas of growth, and other parts still look like they're pretty, they look like they're dead. Mm-hmm. And the question is, if I, I'll wait a little longer, but, you know, if I wait, you know, another two, three weeks, do I need to just you know dig them up and pull them out, or can I cut them cut them cut them back to the ground and they'll regrow? No, I wouldn't come back that far. Uh, I've been watching Texas sage in uh, the DFW area, which is a little bit colder than what Whitney uh, experienced. Um, and the first thing that happened was all the leaves turned uh, crisp. Nobody really noticed it because they they were gray and they turned gray. <laughs> so they just say about the same color. But I I went up and brushed a couple of plants, and the leaves came off. And I thought, oh, these are, these are crisp. And the twigs were also looking pretty crisp. And then the, little by little, they began to uh, leaf out, kind of like you described. Uh, one branch would have some leaves and others would not. They have continued to look that way, where uh, part of a plant would be alive and, and part not. Um, and, and a couple of those plantings are in, in businesses that we frequent. And so I have had a chance to watch them a couple times a week, uh, pretty much all the way through this time. And they look about the same as they did early on, just that the areas where the plants are growing, uh, the, the growth areas have gotten a little bit better, but, but the plants don't look very good. Uh, in those cases, uh, if they were my plants, I would have pruned them by about 50%, half. And in my mind's eye, it sounds like yours need about the same thing. They need to be pruned, and probably you could go ahead and do that now on a, on a shrub um, and, and encourage them to fill back in and to regrow. I, I'm going to offer a, a suggestion to people who are just adamant about growing native plants in their landscape. This is an example of why a native plant landscape is a fallacy. These plants are not native in Whitney or in DFW, and there's a reason, and the reason is too cold in Whitney and DFW, and that's why they don't grow in nature in our area. It's also a little bit too wet for them at times, and our soils are not quite what they want. And so when we insist on trying them, they run into a problem eventually, and, and that's why they're not native here. So we're taking a plant that is not adapted and, and trying to ask it to grow, and, and eventually we run into a problem. And so that's that's one reason that I don't go whole hog into native plant landscaping. So I was kind of talking over your shoulder there, Brett. I wasn't trying to make a, an example out of you. I was just trying to... Yeah, well, these are about 20 years old, yeah. and uh, they haven't been tripped <laughs> properly probably in the past and and they've got thick uh trunks going up you know a, a foot or two and then you know thin ones going up there from there would you trim them back to the big trunks or would you trim off the uh thinner growth no, i don't think i'd prune them back to where i had nothing but huge trunks left i'd, I'd leave some of the, the twiggier growth it's hard to describe how i would prune something without seeing that something it's like telling somebody how i would cut a head of hair without seeing that head of hair not, not sure also one's got like a is right close to the root it's got a it's like a corkscrew where it's wrapped around right. and stuff. I, I i just i can't describe how to prune something without being there and and actually pointing right at that specific plant okay. it, now how about the crepe myrtles well as uh, i as i mentioned uh, earlier i'm i'm just saying sit tight on crepe myrtles that one i will take a stand on as I, as I mentioned in the in the other hour, crepe myrtles are leafing out now. They're doing beautifully. Um, there will be probably 5 or 10% of our crepe myrtles. I, I'm saying this with great confidence now, having driven 
about five miles of our crepe myrtle trails of McKinney and looked at looking at uh, 4,000 crepe myrtles this morning. Uh, I think there were probably, out of the 4,000 crepe myrtles, there were probably uh, 80 plants that have failed to leaf out to some degree at this point. And I think that a lot of those will go ahead and do it. They just haven't yet. And so I'm not ready to... I'm not ready to open that can of worms yet. I, as I, I don't know if you heard me mention that I put the post up on Facebook about crepe myrtles and vitex and live oaks and red oaks last night. I'm not ready to tell people how to prune crepe myrtles yet in case they did die to the ground, because I think there'd be too many people to go out and cut them to the ground. I will tell you, I will tell you right now because you you deserve that after waiting on hold for as long as you did. I will tell you how I would do it. But I'm also going to tell you it is extremely premature to do this. So I'm putting this qualifier in. I don't want anybody to do this yet. But if you have a crepe myrtle that has frozen to the ground, you will always notice that there are new sprouts coming up at the base and that they will be more vigorous than normal. The crepe myrtles are shrubs genetically. And they always have, um, they always have sprouts that come up. And, and uh, as they go three or four years being trained as trees, those sprouts become less and less vigorous until the top freezes. And if the top freezes or gets mowed down by an automobile or something, until that top freezes, those those bottom sprouts remain kind of lethargic. But if you see freeze damage, one of the first clues that you'll have will be that those bottom sprouts will be really vigorous. And so it's very important at this point uh, in, in early April that we not prune crepe myrtles back, but we watch them for another two or three weeks. And if the top fails to leaf out, then at that point, those sprouts that are coming up will become the next trunks for, for the regrowth. And it is amazing, all in uppercase letters, how rapidly you can have a beautiful crepe myrtle from those re-sprouts. Here is the process. I don't want anybody doing this yet. I do not encourage this yet what you do is you cut the 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 dead uh, trunks off as close to the ground as you can maybe an inch or two above the ground you train 10 or 12 of those sprouts uh, to to go straight up you, you select the 10 or 12 that are the straightest strongest ones there will be 15 or 30 you take the rest away but you leave 10 or 12 you don't want that many eventually but you want 10 or 12 let them grow they will grow like weeds they'll be 30 inches tall by the middle of the summer and then by the end of the summer you can begin to thin the number down to maybe seven or eight or nine your ultimate goal will be to have three to five of them I encourage people not to try to grow a single trunk crepe myrtle. All right, so three to five is your ultimate goal, but you dare not take it down to that few uh, in in early fall because they're brittle and they can snap out, and then you'd be left with two or or four or some odd uh, some even number, which you don't want. All right, so then you're down to three or five, and and we'll say five or seven. I'm sorry, a, a bigger number. And that's what you go through the winter with. They'll be bare. They'll look like sticks standing up. So the first year is kind of a loss. Next year, you narrow it down to the final, the finalists, the, the three or five trunks that you want to be your go-to trunks. And you remove the rest of them and let the plant put all energy into those three or five trunks. And they will be seven or eight feet tall by the summertime. And they'll start blooming. They will be beautiful and by this time, two years from now, they can be eight or ten feet tall and beginning to look like real crepe myrtles. It, it doesn't take very long for them to come back. Uh, the big varieties can be uh, 15 feet tall in, in a couple of years with trunks as big as broomsticks. So that's what we will do, but we don't want to do that yet. We want to wait and see because we may not have to. I will wait, but uh, if you just have, uh, is it likely that just one or two of the trunks will survive and the others won't? I have no idea. I've okay. never seen a winter like this. I've looked at 4,000 plants today, and I have no idea. Okay. I've been Thank working with crepe myrtles and the crepe myrtle trails. We planted 40,000 in the city of McKinney. I have no idea. It's not that I haven't worked with them. It's that we've never seen a winter like this. Hey, i got to run. Appreciate your call, and thanks for waiting on me so long. Mike and Colleyville will be coming up next. Let me uh, get a break out of the way, and we'll come right to you. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my latest uh, uh, book. 
And, boy, I'd like to get a copy signed to you, and I can do that in two or three weeks when we get our copies of the fifth printing. There will be a big truckload of them arrive all at the same time when we get about five pallets uh, finished at the bindery in San Antonio, Universal Book Bindery in downtown San Antonio. Then they will ship them to me, and I will start signing. I will sign from 7 or 7.30 in the morning until probably midnight that first uh, day or two, and we'll get them in the mail. This is a very special, uh, limited-time offer on the book. It's a $5 savings because I don't have the books in my hand to sign and send to you. So I'm giving you this uh, this extra special low price. And as I mentioned last hour, it's a cash flow thing. I, I have to self-publish this, and when you do that, you, you get the pleasure of paying for your book before you take delivery on the book or as you take delivery. And so <laughs> you're helping me that way. I chose not to put this in stores, not to put it through distributors and retail stores where you would have to pay two or three middle people, middlemen, used to be called. Probably ladies don't object to having that term used in that way, in a derogatory way. But anyway, I chose just to send it directly from my office at home or my garage at home now. I got pitched out of the office by my wife. We had too many books sitting around. Um, from from my garage directly to your mailbox, it will be thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. It is thirty one ninety five if you order it right now from my website from neilsperry.com. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, so that everybody gets a good even start on gardening in every one of the two hundred fifty four counties. Chapter two is a calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden, and I single out all the different parts of the state in this calendar so it's written for every county chapters 3 through 11 cover trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables so much information and uh, it is a hardback printed on high quality paper and it was that paper shortage that slowed us down on the book and uh, but we have the paper now so uh, it is uh, 840 of my photographs and 344 pages so that's the book and the ways that you can get it, not in stores, not on Amazon. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny you invest. So far, with 60,000 copies sold to date, not one request for a refund. Order it by calling my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800 752 4769. The better way, though, the better way you can do it right now is at neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores, not on Amazon. It's at neilsperry.com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscape supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Ah, I'm telling Mike a story about a call I got on another program this morning, just an incredible call. I'll tell you about it sometime. Let me tell you right now, and thank you for Whiskey Stone. They are great. Let me tell you about another company that I am so proud to have, and that is Mueller. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality. 
That's uh, 90 years of quality. Uh, quality steel buildings, durable metal roofing. That name Mueller means a lot. It means more than just the quality of those things. It means you have a product that's manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. It means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you want to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E. R-I-N-C.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. It's 877-268-3553 or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com and, and click on that helping hand uh, 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 thing while you're there and see how you can uh, qualify your not-for-profit charity for a free Mueller building, a significant building. Take a look, MuellerInc.com. I'm Zach from Jabo's Ace Hardware and the Cove Gifts and Keller Coppell in Fort Worth. Each Ace Hardware store is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Zach, very, very much. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. It was on a statewide program that I do. I'll do this quickly so I can get to my to Mike in Colleyville. Um, I got a call from a gentleman named Bud from Brian, and I answered his question by his tree. And he said, I think you went to school with my sister. And I said, well, what's her name? And he said, Ann Rudder. And I said, I did. She was always so kind to me in school. She was a year older. And uh, actually two, I guess, years older, but always so kind. And I said, uh, but I want you to do me a favor, if you will. Tell my listeners uh, about your dad. And uh, he said, well, my dad was president of A&M from uh, 62 to 70. And I said, yes, he was. And I said, but I want you to go back prior to that. Tell, tell us a little bit about his military service. And he said, well, he commanded Rudder's Rangers uh, as they went up the cliffs of Normandy on D-Day. And I said, well, I've got chills up my spine. And, folks, i got to tell you right now, and this is back to live right now on Saturday afternoon, I've got chills on my spine right now telling you that. And it's just so cool. And I, I told him that it was a different time then. College Station was a small town, and I knew the family very well, and Earl Rudder was a very personable man. Uh, I, was, I was president of the student body. It was a smaller high school, A&M Consolidated, and we were doing a fundraising project and putting out a school directory, and I needed donations, and all of us were going out knocking on doors, and I, I said, well, I'll go to the Rudder house on campus, and I went up and knocked on the door, and he answered the door, and I said, uh, Mr. Rudder, I didn't know to call him general. Uh, Mr. Rudder, I'm Neil Sperry. He said, I know who you are, and he smiled, and uh, I said, uh, I'm looking for a $5 donation for our student directory, and he just reached in his pocket and took out $5 and handed it. I said, I really enjoy your family. You, you, are, you have the nicest kids. He said, well, thank you. It's always nice to hear. And, and I turned and walked away. And it's just, that was so cool. And then to have his son call this morning on my statewide program and, and share, share that. Nice to have that. That's, I've taken 400-some thousand calls or so, and a few of them really stick out in my memory. And I'll get a copy of that one off the tape. So anyway, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Mike in Colleyville. Mike, this is Neil. Good afternoon. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Enjoy your program and enjoy your books. Looking forward to getting your new book. Thank you well. very much. I look forward yeah. to sending it. How can I help you? Okay, a couple of things, actually. Um, my fir first of all, my crepe myrtles have just now started to bud, so I think I guess they're just all running late or something. So yeah, they, they it's fine. Uh, my question is, is my plum trees. I planted some about 10, 12 years ago or so, and about 
five or six years ago, they started getting a little worm that would embed itself right when the flower stopped and the little uh, plum starts showing. It would inject it and cause a little brown little spot. Now, traditionally, I've always been, you know, uh, organic. I never really used uh, chemicals at all, but I tried chemicals, bore spray. I've tried everything on these, these blasted little worms for the last, you know, four or five years, and I still can't get rid of them. You have yeah, any well, that's, not, that's not a bore, though. The, the, the plum tree bore, peach tree bore, is the one that gets in, in uh, plums, and that's in the trunk. That's not in the fruit. What you okay. have is called plum curculio, C-U-R-C-U-L-I-O. And uh, the spray for that begins at the time that the buds are swollen but not open yet. Okay. And uh, that's called the, it's it's actually called the pink bud spray, but uh, that's because of peaches. Uh, peaches and plums kind of travel together. They're very closely related. Yeah. So that's the pink bud spray. And then uh, the next spray that you would make is when 75% of the petals have fallen. That's the petal fall spray. And that, that particular a spray needs to be made in the evening when the bees are no longer active, and then you have uh, you have sprays on ten day intervals until harvest. Um, all of that you'll find online at the A and M website. That would be malathion is is the one that the insecticide that's most commonly recommended. I don't know that there's an organic control. There may be, but I don't know that it's going to be as effective as as malathion would be. Okay, and, so really. Malathion every yeah. ten days is so hard. No, it's not. Yeah, but but you have to have that first one at the at the bud stage when the buds are are just ready to pop, uh, and that's the one that most people miss. Okay, so that's the, that. So that's the important one because they've already been infected by that point. They're right? they're all equally important, and and most people miss the first one. That's, that's got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. The other, the other question is, it, this plum tree is about, you know, i got several plum trees, but one of them is like 15, 20 feet high now, and I'm, it has millions of, of, uh, of uh, fruit on it. Should I shake the tree, or should I try to thin out the number of fruit that's on the plums? Yeah, uh, but I, I need to back up and, and uh, help you earlier. When you plant a plum tree, you want to prune it at 22 to 24 inches. Um, no matter how tall it is when you plant it, you cut it to 22 to 24 inches, and then you encourage the branches, three uh, branches, to go out at 120-degree angles from one another so that you have scaffold branches. You never want a plum tree or a peach to be more than 8 or 9 feet tall, 9 or 10 feet tall at the, at the most. Yep. You want it to be cereal bowl shaped so it doesn't get so tall. That way you can reach up into the tree and, and thin the fruit. You want to have the fruit stand uh, uh, five or six inches apart. Uh, you don't shake a plum. Uh, you, you would shake a pecan tree to harvest the fruit, but you don't shake a plum tree. Um, okay. And, and you, you, want to, you want to thin them when they're, oh, probably marble size, something like that. You don't want to do it too early because you could have a hailstorm that would come along and and uh, uh, knock off a bunch of the fruit anyway, and that would thin it for you. But you want to have them uh, five or six inches apart and, and do it when they're about marble size. Okay, good to know. Hey, well, one other thing, too. I just want to give the uh, the Wisenand family a plug. Uh, I've known them uh, for, I guess, about 20 years now. I live, used to live behind the one of the originators of WizQ Stone. And right now their great-great-grandkid is playing on my baseball team. And I got to... <laughs> That's great. All, all world. And matter, matter of fact, one of the cousins of something moved in down the down the street from me. But I got to tell you, that family is one of the nicest, most godly family that people I've ever known. I just wanted we, to encourage anybody that needs any kind of stone or product, go to that company because they will treat you with honor and uh, and, and and integrity. So just want to give them a plug. What a all wonderful right, plug. It doesn't fun. get any better than that, and I agree with you. I've known them for a long time, and nothing you said surprises me at all. That's great. Thank you well, for that. Come to a baseball game, Colleyville City uh, City team. That would so. be fun. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, very much. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, we'll come back and go to David in Fort Worth. If you'd like to call, we'd love to hear from you. I have time for about one more round of calls at 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. 
Ace Hardware sponsors this. 30 Ace Hardware stores joined together to sponsor both hours of my program, and I'm pretty grateful for that. They're nice people. They are your neighbors. These are owners of the stores. This is not uh, managers who are part of a, a national uh, company. They own the Ace Hardware stores in your neighborhoods, each of you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. They're also the place where you can go to find a great deal on Ace 2904 lawn fertilizer for all grass types. 5,000 square foot coverage, sale price just $15.99, but you can save $2 more with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $13.99, a limit of two bags. That's 2904. That's perfect because that's the high nitrogen. It's just almost essentially an all-nitrogen fertilizer. Apply it to established lawns anytime the grass is growing actively, which means right now this afternoon. It's formulated for quick greening. has slow-release technology also for, to provide extended feeding for up to eight weeks. It feeds your entire lawn in one easy step. It'll build a healthy, vigorous lawn for this summertime. That's Ace 2904 Lawn Fertilizer. It's 5,000 square foot coverage. Sale price $15.99, but save $2 more with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $13.99, a limit of two bags. Local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. The real news and information on COVID-19 and vaccination. Scenes for all. Texas, one of the states this morning, removing all COVID-19 vaccine restrictions. At the top and bottom of every hour. The state health department credits the expansion to increased vaccine supply. 570 KLIF. KLIF.com. Well, let's talk a little bit about Neil Spray's eGardens. This is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m. If you want to see what it looks like, go to neilsperry.com, click on the eGardens tab, scroll on down just beyond the sign-up information. You'll see the latest issue, and I think you'll say, hey, I do want to be a part of that. You can sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's free and always will be, and I certainly am not going to give or sell your email address to anybody. There are three, uh, five stories each week. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. There will be uh, a, a featured plant of the week. There will be a featured question of the week, something I've been asked repeatedly that week. And you will always have a, a, a list of things that you need to accomplish called Gardening This Weekend. And uh, then a couple of other stories. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it at the same place that you can uh, buy my latest book and uh, save $5 in the process, I might add. That's at neilsperry.com. But remember, eGardens is free and always will be. neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. I'm sharing some tips for easier mowing with you here this weekend, and we're going to talk now about fertilizing your lawn. You want to avoid quick-release, high-nitrogen lawn foods like 2100 or 3300. Those are like junk food to your turf grass. What you want instead is a quality, slow-release fertilizer where half or more of the nitrogen is in a slow-release form. You're also going to find with soil tests in the clay soils of north-central Texas that usually all you need to add is nitrogen. So you want to look for a quality, slow-release, all-nitrogen fertilizer unless the soil test shows otherwise. Quality fertilizers with that slow-release component will make mowing more predictable, the less than the likelihood of thatch accumulations and diseases. They really do pay off. Buy for quality when you buy your lawn fertilizer. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. I heard about that eGardens thing. Let me tell you about Callaway's right now. Great place to shop. Callaway's Nursery has everything you need to keep your landscape delightful and brimming with spring color. This week at Callaway's, discover begonias displaying colorful blooms in spectacular hues of red, pink, and white. They thrive all season long and are perfect for flower beds, containers, and hanging baskets. Ambassador begonias are beautiful with rich, green, glossy foliage to offset the glorious blooms, while Senator IQ begonias boast alluring dark green leaves, a wonderful addition to both shady and sunny gardens for lasting color. 
With so many options, begonias make it easy to dress up any porch, patio, or deck. Now, these are regularly priced at $1.99, but these 4-inch beauties are on sale for just $1.48 at Callaway's right now. And while you're picking out your begonias this weekend, talk to one of their Texas-certified nursery professionals for the best advice for all your gardening questions. Their team loves plants. They're eager to share their vast knowledge. Texas-certified nursery professionals available to you to help you at Callaway's. They continue to offer several easy ways for you to get everything you need for your landscape and patio. Visit one of their open-air stores, order online, or use their convenient curbside pickup by simply calling your local store to place your order. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. For a real treat, visit their newest location on Greenville Avenue. Open seven days a week from 9 until 6 for your convenience. That's Callaways Nursery. It's life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. This is live. The border is a crisis. The bill is passed. Restrictions. The impact of variants are needing more vaccinations. At the top and 30 minutes past the hour. This, this, this is. This is real news and information. 570 KLIF. I hope you'll go to my website and take a look around. I give you uh, uh, several things that you can take advantage of there. My frequently asked questions, 1,001 of them. That was a book that I wrote several years ago, and that publisher went went out of business, frankly. So I just put the book on the website. So available to you at absolutely no charge. Some people paid good money to get that book. Now you can look at it for no charge. I also... Uh, 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 have the uh, sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for my free electronic newsletter on Thursday nights. And it also is where you get that special price of $31.95 for Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, the fifth printing of my book. It's available only through my website or by calling my office. So go to the website right now. That's neilsperry.com. N E I L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware in East Dallas. Come visit Jen and I at our new store in the newly renovated Casa View Shopping Center at the corner of Gus Thomason and Ferguson for all your home and garden needs. And now back to Neil. Thank you very, very much, Michael. And let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to David in Fort Worth. David, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Okay, you're talking to the landscaping committee as I inherited many jobs at church. Uh, <laughs> committee of one. Uh, you got it. Bad back and all. But uh, we have some red tip flutinias that are looking horrible. When the foundation guys uh, came through digging up um, to work on the foundation, they pulled up the uh, bunch of very old uh, dwarf Burford Hollies. I've been looking for replacements there, but they didn't touch the red tip Fatinias, which I was hoping they would pull up. Uh, what I was wanting to do is get Chinese Fatinia because I had it at my old house years ago, and I drive by that house and it still looks beautiful. So, is there a source, or do I need to make cuttings from that old shrub? Or you know- I haven't seen I haven't seen Chinese fotinias in nurseries in uh, in any nursery in probably ten or fifteen years, uh, uh, folks. Uh, to explain to everybody, Chinese fotinia was a very popular shrub back in the forties, fifties, into the sixties, and then red tips came along and everybody went to the new shiny thing. Uh, it was a little bit more compact. Um, and it had that incredibly beautiful uh, uh, coppery new color, a uh, new growth. The problem with red tip uh, in recent years has been, in the last 30 years, it has developed such a horrible disease called entomosporium, fungal leaf spot that has just annihilated it, and now that disease has moved over to Indian hawthorns. Uh, if, if the freeze hadn't wiped out all the Indian hawthorns, entomosporium probably would have soon anyway. Um, but to, to the point... Uh, Chinese Fotinia is a is a beautiful shrub. It's bigger than red tips. Um, I have several on our property. I had to take one out over the winter before the cold uh, because of cotton root rot. It, uh, it I could tell it was dying, and and uh, I have probably ten of them. Um, 
and I they, I bought mine through nurseries, and and I have a bunch of them in in five gallon pots that I've dug up as seedlings in my yard. Um, but I'm going to caution you about using that one, David, because I also uh, used them at my son's house, our son and daughter-in-law's house, and Endomosporium got them there from their neighborhood in, in on the west side of McKinney. Uh-huh. And it's not as uh, resistant as I thought it might be. Uh, I think you'd be better served with one of the large hollies. If you need a large screening shrub, I'd think Nellie or Stevens or, or willow leaf holly would be better suited for you. They're a lot more durable and, and uh, don't have the problems. They're going to be hard to find right now, but they're, but they're a lot better. Yeah, I've been looking for dwarf burfords and a couple of local nurseries around that I've been going to in the past. Nobody what has them had. because, yeah, nobody has any of these because everybody in, in Texas has been wanting them and uh, the supply is exhausted. I, yeah. I, I rarely will say uh, anything about what I have said in the past, but in uh, probably by the end of February, I said, folks, if you're going to be replacing anything, you better buy it because they'll be sold out by March. And they were. <laughs> it, was, it didn't take very long yep. before these things went out of stock. But I would, I would wait if you can. If you can tell your church, I don't want to plant the wrong thing there and and have it look bad uh, in a year and waste money. Oh, that money. won't be a problem. Yeah, you, uh, you get you get to cast the vote, huh? Yeah, uh, in the areas where they dug up the dwarf burfords, uh, is west facing. Gets sun from probably twelve thirty through sunset. Uh, how about wildflowers? Do we have any native wildflowers or adapted wildflowers? That yeah, they'll they'll be great for three weeks, and then you'll have forty nine weeks of of a meadow just with Bermuda grass uh, or something. And in fact, they can't grow in Bermuda grass; they don't compete well with Bermuda grass, so you have to have bare ground. That's I don't think that's a plan, Craig. I I can't. I mean, David, I I can't see where you're putting them, so I don't know how it would look, but I I don't see that as in normal situations being a good uh, a good replacement okay the other option was that I was looking at was moss roses but that was going to be an awful lot uh, i'm i'm sorry i thought we were replacing uh, the uh, the dwarf burford hollies well i was looking for somebody to fill in the space well if you uh, if you're trying to replace uh, to fill in space i would use something taller i'd use something like copper plants or or something that will, you know, occupy a vertical space, not a trailing plant. Okay. Yeah, but I, hey, I've, I've I've got to run. I've, I've got a couple calls okay. behind you, and I'm running out of time. But but I would I would go with vertical annuals, uh, rather than than uh, little low spreading things, just to give a, a better line of sight from the road or from parking lot or something. But anyway, that's a that's a starting point anyway. Hey, okay. I appreciate your call. Sun, okay. Sunflowers are okay, but they last for maybe a week or two before they play out. Yeah, you need to you need to yeah. choose something that's going to look good the whole season. And and conventional uh, annuals that a park department would use in their plantings that's that's what you're looking for, folks. I need to get my last break in. Then I have our pastor with his uh, birding feature coming up in just a moment. And I have Craig and Howard, and I'm going to try my best to get to each of you. The St. Augustine question, Craig, is is uh, one that it may take the rest of the program all by itself, and I don't know if I'll be able to help much. Uh, St. Augustine diagnostics are difficult, but I'll, I'll try. Let me get let me get this going. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have a very special offer going on now, and I need to get this message into the ears of anybody who would like to get a copy of the book because this is your chance to save $5. It will be $36.95. It is currently $31.95 until I get the first copies of the book in, in my possession. At that point, I will start signing and mailing as fast as I can. And we have sold... Um, well into the beyond the first thousand now, and uh, I anticipate that I'll have several thousand sold before uh, this offer expires. If you want to be in that first batch, you need to hurry and get your order in right away. That's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, and they're delayed because of a paper shortage. About the time we went on the presses with it, I got that word, and so I said, okay, I'm going to have to give people a, a special prize because we're going to make them wait. I don't have any option. 
And uh, so it will be finished in two to three weeks, I am told, and I'll be ready to mail. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. It's 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening, from lawns and gardens and landscapes uh, to fruit and vegetables. The whole works, and it covers every county in the state of Texas. 840 of my photographs. It's not in stores, won't be. It's not on Amazon and won't be. Neil's Ferry's Lone Star Gardening at $31.95 plus tax and postage will be $36.95. Here are the two ways you can buy it. You can buy it by calling my office Monday through Friday, 1-800-752-GROW. The better way, though, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. All right, let me tell you right now about Advanced Foundation Repair. Let me also admit that I hope you never have to call their number. Their number is 214-333-0003. I hope that's the least used number on your cell phone. But if you need them, I'm so happy that they are there for you because they are the best in the foundation repair business. They will come to your home and do a very thorough inspection of your foundation, whether it's a a slab foundation or pier and beam. They are set up to examine either one. I've used their services on both. Our home has a slab, a, a home, a, an old home that we used as our uh, office for 24 years had a pier and beam, and they repaired both, and they are fabulous. I've been advertising for Advanced Foundation Repair now for 25 and a half years, and I've had so many nice remarks about the work that they do. Now, they guarantee their work for the lifetime of the house with a guarantee that is transferable from owner to owner to owner. And uh, you have them come out, do the home inspection. If you say, I need to have you do that work and that that, uh, price is very affordable, then they will do the work punctually. And like I say, they give you that guarantee uh, of uh, of the work. Transferable all the way, as long as it's used as a home from owner to owner. Again, 214-333-0003 on the web, foundationrepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with bug control for your home, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan, very, very much, and I am proud to be joined right now by my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. Normally, I would be giving a, a public service announcement to my church, but I, I can go even better. I get the pastor. How you doing, Tommy? Neil, I'm doing great on a beautiful windy Saturday, yes? It is beautiful. It is so pretty. I was kind of glad to get that wind through. It kind of took the humidity and the the warmth away. Our air conditioner is out, and so it was nice to have a cool house this morning. (laughs) Oh, yes, it was. Okay, I need to have you explain. I've I've looked through the Echo, and I've looked on the website, and I want you to explain to everybody. This is downtown McKinney on North Church Street, 315 North Church, just a couple blocks north of Louisiana and Virginia. Uh, That's where our beautiful church is. And I can now tell people it's a beautiful church because they can come and, and worship inside with limitations and worship outside. And I want you to explain the worship services. Right. So we are we are worshiping together this Sunday uh, inside in four different services, uh, two, two traditional, two contemporary uh, at 9 and 10.05, and outside, worshiping together at 11.10, behind our youth building, a beautiful pavilion. It's a, it's a gorgeous space to worship outside. And then, of course, we're going to continue uh, to worship online, just as we always have, uh, just as we have throughout uh, this pandemic, and we'll continue to in the future. And the, the uh, sanctuary service will be live-streamed at 10.05, our contemporary service at 11.10, and Pastor Stacy. And her team from Melissa, 
Uh, they will live stream at 1030. I was up looking at the building yesterday up on <laughs> Highway 5, just north of Melissa. Uh, the, the fire marshal came while I was there and uh, started his final inspection, and they are getting so close within a couple of weeks uh, to a certificate of occupancy, and they will be worshiping uh, inside. Right now they have a big tent outside, so they're worshiping in a tent on their parking lot in Melissa. Uh, so go up and see them. That is so cool to see the tent, and they can sit there and look at their new sanctuary. Just almost, yeah. I mean, they must be drooling as they do. <laughs> Stacy is so excited. I, you know you know she is. That's oh, just yeah. wonderful. Folks, this is sharingtheheart.org, the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And anything I can do to help my church, because churches have had a rough time ministering to all of our needs uh, for this past year and our our staff at our church has done just a wonderful job, and I'm we're all so immensely every, grateful, Tommy. Thank you. Every everybody is welcome. If if you would like to come, come worship with us. If you have a church, if you're close to a church, if there's a little church near you, go support them. Yes, churches have had a difficult time during these days, just as a lot of our businesses have. So, yeah. uh, but. But, you know, it, it feels like we're getting close to the other side of this, Neil, and, and that's just so exciting. Uh, we had great Easter worship on the parking lot. Uh, every, everybody's eyes above their mask were filled with tears, and it was, just, it was just a beautiful gathering on Easter Sunday, and we'll gather again this Sunday. That's fun. All right, folks, sharingtheheart.org is the website, and you need to take a look. And uh, there are uh, uh, recorded services there uh, after the fact, and so you can uh, you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, we have only about a minute left, Tommy. I want you to give a quick birding tip. Um, do you have a bird you want to talk about? I have one I wanted to ask about, but I can wait. No, go ahead. I want to ask about bluebirds. I had somebody ask me not too long ago, not blue jays, but bluebirds, and, and he sure. was noting that he had not seen very many. What's the uh, status? I don't mean to uh, just throw this in on top of you. So nothing. I, I, as far as I know, bluebirds are, are doing like our other birds, right? I mean, they're affected by uh, climate issues and by habitat loss issues. But, you know, I walk every morning in, in Finch Park, and I see four or five uh, bluebirds there. They've been there. They, they, they're down here through the winter and uh, have seen them. I bet they're starting their little nest and, and uh, raising little baby bluebirds now. Cool. So uh, I, right. see, I see eastern bluebirds every day. And they're out in open meadows more than they are in wooded areas, correct? That's exactly right. They don't, they don't do well with trees. They, they like open grasses and, and space. Uh, now would be a time to go out and look for them. If you've got a bluebird box, put it up. All There's right. the song. I got to go. A, yeah, you got the message too, didn't you? Craig and Coppell, please call me tomorrow on WBAP, and I'll help you with your St. Augustine. Also have the diagnostic tips on uh, on my website, neilspray.com. Howard and Cedar Hill, uh, be patient on your oaks. They will bud out, and those roots above ground, do not cut them now. Do that in October. Everybody, thanks for listening. Pastor Tommy, thank you. Happy gardening. <laughs>